0: You're doing an amazing virtual webinar and or stand-up classroom training. And at the very end of the session, you say, please thoughtfully, thoroughly, uh, considerately fill out your evaluation about the session. This is a level one survey or evaluation. If you want more in-depth information, Donald Kirkpatrick has written an amazing book on the four levels of evaluation. And so there's a lot of depth to that. And of course, I don't have time today to cover all of that, but I'm going to just cover one piece. And that's the smile sheet that occurs at the end of the session. Did you know, according to ATD, the Association of Talent Development, over 90% of all organizations um, use some sort of a survey at the end to gather participant evaluation information? Uh, One of the biggest mistakes I've made in this is using the same evaluation for every single class and some of the questions don't even make sense for the class that I was just teaching. So one thing I want to encourage you as you're looking for your end of the session evals, consider creating one for each class and having it really reflect the learning from that specific course. So if you are designing that class you've probably reviewed rating sheets a lot. You've seen what people say about the class. They loved it. They hated it. It was in between. Um, but the thing to consider is if it's higher rated, it can, you know, yield greater learning. If it's higher rated, maybe it can yield poorer learning because they were so excited and jazzed and they didn't really remember it. Or, maybe there's no relationship between the ratings and the class. And here's why. I once sat through a class and oh my goodness, it was the most boring class I've ever been in. It was three hours long. And at the very end, this presenter did a super interesting, really engaging activity. And although she, it, I mean, everyone was trans, you know, just transformed by this amazing activity. The problem was She did this amazing activity and right after did the evaluation. Well, this is really manipulating the brain. When you do something amazing and fabulous and then ask for evaluations right after, it's a known fact that people will rate you one to two points higher than they normally would have. In fact, when I was working at this company, I'm like, why do they keep bringing this person back? Well, it's because the ratings were high when I talked to several different people that were in the class with me, what I found was interesting. I said, what did you score her? And they're like, oh, I scored a four or five out of five. I'm like, but think back to the session. Was it four or five worthy? And they paused and they're like, no, actually it was quite boring. So why did you score her so high? Well, it's because that activity was so powerful. I'm like, yeah, so we are all rating the session based on one activity that took 10 minutes versus the entire session, which was super boring. So it's amazing how everybody can have a different experience with those evaluations. Here's something to consider. The two most important influencer on the ratings are the style of the instructor and the human interaction that they had. So whether they were connecting people to one another and whether I did a good job presenting the information. So if I am psychologically open and available, I'm personable, I win others over, I have good communication style, that is going to create a higher rating in my evaluations. Another way to increase my rating is just the opportunity for people to interact with the content and be engaged in the moment. Hundreds of um, different tests have been done and surveys have been done. And there's evidence from comparisons of hundreds of student readings that learning outcomes is the basis for this, this next element, which is using testing to indicate learning. Don't rely just on the end of the session evaluation as the indicator for learning. Use valid testing. Do a pretest and a post-test. I guarantee that there has been learning that happens no matter if I knew it all or didn't know it all. However, if somebody knew it all in the very beginning, why do they need to take the test or the course? If, you know, it makes no sense. They're waiting. Wasting their time. So that's why we say a pretest and a posttest that really evaluates the same content but in different questions. So keep in mind it's effective if learning has occurred, that quizzing or that testing will really show it. At the Bob Pike group we like to do fun things like using turning point technology or using uh, C3 softworks where it's a game but it's asking questions that are assessing knowledge. So, as you consider your evaluation, think about updating it. Think about how you relay the content and the information and allowing people to learn in an exploration type way. And whether you do a pre-test or a post-test to just ensure that learning has occurred from beginning to end. I'm Becky Pike Booth with the Bob Pike Group. Thanks for listening to this creative training technique tip. We'll see you next time.